Welcome to the Life of Surrender podcast, where we will discuss following Christ in our daily life, as well as aligning our desires with His. Welcome back to another episode of the Life of Surrender podcast. We are on episode 21, and today we are going to be talking about results versus obedience to God. And I think this is one that is is common in the Christian walk where we desire the results and we're not always willing to do the obedience, the steps that God's telling us to do. Yeah, I think um, on some part too, uh, I think um, we're a results-driven culture. I think we we kind of strive for those trophies and we, we want to get the feedback that we're on the, on the right track. Um, and I think sometimes um, being in obedience with God, we, we don't always have that, that clear marker or, or vantage point of um, how far we've gone or what we've already accomplished. And I think we can see it in our own lives, but we've, been, we've seen a lot of examples in the Old Testament, especially we've been, we've been reading in the Old Testament. And there's just example after example of people trying to go their own path because they feel like either God's taking too long or he's not producing the result that they had in their mind. Yeah, and I I think think some of those results might even be what God told these people he would give them in some of their cases, Um, but instead of waiting on God to give them uh, that result themselves, they're taking matters into their own hand. So here's just a few that we um, thought of when Sarah and Abraham um, were waiting to have a child and she kind of thought it would never happen. So she told Abraham to lie with her maidservant, Hagar. And then Hagar bore Ishmael and it just created so many problems down the line and it caused like all this division for the Israelites in the future. But, um, and then later Sarah was able to conceive Isaac, but it was she stepped out of God's plan and it caused problems in her marriage and for the Israelites right. along the way. Yeah, uh, I think in, in the same chapter, I mean, most of these actually come right out of Genesis. We see uh, Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. Um, well, Lot's wife showed another example. There, she's just so disobedient and looking back, but they finally escape. And uh, it's just Lot and his two daughters and his two daughters try to take things into their own hands because they want descendants. And um so they go ahead and they they don't do what God wants. And that comes back to uh, to be a bad news for the Israelites as well. And just by like us sitting here for five minutes, we came up with quite a few other ones. Like Jacob stealing a blessing from Jacob instead of Esau. Laban tricking or Jacob into marrying Leah instead of Rachel, and then he had to work another seven extra years. Um, Tamar tricks Judah into giving him, into getting herself a descendant. Yeah, uh, going further past Genesis, we see uh, Moses kills the Egyptian slave worker, uh, or the uh, overseer of the slaves, trying to keep the Hebrews free of persecution when God was going to deliver the Hebrews without his violence, obviously. Uh, David later, um, well, (laughs) several things. Maybe he did take things into his own hand, but definitely at the end of his um, 
time as king, he, he tried to take account of all of his fighting men to see how great his nation had become and how powerful his army is. Uh, and even in the New Testament, some of Jesus' disciples trying to take matters in their own hands that when it mattered most, when the temple guard uh, came to arrest Jesus, um, how Peter cut off the, the ear of one of the guards um, instead of... Um, listening to, to what Jesus was really saying, what must happen for Scripture to be fulfilled. Uh, these are some of the examples we came up with of, of men taking things into their own hands instead of really following the path to which God was calling them. And I think it's easy for us to read these stories and think, oh, if they would have only waited for God, he was right there. And how often we overlook that in our own lives we do the same things. I think... It's hard for me to step out in, in faith. And then I think when I do, I expect the result to be something favorable. Like I think if I, if I step out there and present the gospel to somebody, I think in my mind, I think, oh, well, they need to accept that gospel then. Right. And if they don't, then I feel like it's kind of a, oh, maybe I stepped out of God's plan for my life. Or maybe I didn't do things right, but... In all reality, we're not going to get a result every single time um, we're obedient to God. We're not going to see these earthly results. Yeah, I think um, that's something me and Crystal have kind of been been stepping into some, some new territory as far as um, getting out of our comfort zone and doing what we think God is leading us to do. And then um, facing more resistance than we maybe thought there was going to be or maybe not getting the results we thought. I think our initial response when things just didn't float merrily like we were going to just, you know, God was going to lead us, I don't know, a whole a whole city was going to just come to him and, and repent. And we thought for sure that would be in God's will. So we started telling people and we thought for sure um, we had an idea of what was going to happen. And, and I think we were taken aback when it didn't, but I, I think, um, I, I trust that even in some of the negative responses, God is working things out for his glory, for, for the good that he sees, even if we don't see it. And I think we can see that in the lives of like, I think we look at Paul's ministry as kind of a big, um, conversion period and even Jesus's ministry. And in in both of them, they were rejected, and Paul was like <laughs> thrown stones at more than once. I don't, yeah, um, know for sure, but I think that is definitely a negative result when you're <laughs> chased out of a town, <laughs> like, and we haven't experienced anything like that. And I think it's very easy to get discouraged, yeah, and to maybe not step out in faith anymore because. Well, I'm not getting the results I want, so maybe that's not what God wants me to do. And in all reality, God might be having us do just that. Um, right. Step out in faith. And maybe in this process, and who knows what we're, what we're supposed to learn from it. Maybe we're never going to see that. But we can trust that there is a reason, that God has a plan, and that we're in it. If we're um, following what he's leading us to do, then regardless of the result, we can be glad that we're in the will of God doing um, the work that he's laid before us, regardless of whether the result we think or imagine occurs or not. So I think we've got some Bible verses on what what is it that God is asking us to do with our lives. And the first one is Ephesians 2, 
verses 8 through 9, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And I think we, um, in the Christian world, I think can do that. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm following God's plan and I'm not sinning as much and I'm not. And I think we can get these big heads on things. Um, and I think he gives us trials and things in life so that we do depend on him, that we know that we're not saved by the things that we do. We're not saved by reading the Bible or not sitting as much or talking to people about the gospel. That's, those aren't saving, saving things. And I think we need to keep that at the forefront of our mind. Yeah, that, that is the gospel, that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. In fact, faith, um, I've heard uh, David Platt, we've quoted him before, say, is the anti-work. It's something that we cannot do. And, and I see Paul emphasizing that over and over again. It's not by works. So no one can boast. All that we do is done through the power of God. Um, we've got a few. I was going to maybe skip down based on that one uh, to something else Paul said here in Galatians. He says, um, we know in Galatians 2.16, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. That is the gospel. It's not by works. It's not by how hard we try to accomplish these results. It's by faith and in letting the Spirit. That's that's our surrender. That's kind of what Crystal and I had a whole blog po uh, podcast about this about surrender um that's that's letting the spirit move and getting out of the way and being available for him to work through us mm -hmm. um proverbs 16 verse 9 as well um says in his heart a man plans his course but the lord determines his steps and i think we can get kind of arrogant about things in our life i think a lot of times god allows us to succeed at things and I think we start to think, oh, well, I am doing this and this is in my power. But the truth of the matter is, if God doesn't want us to do it, we are not going to be able to do it. Right. He plans our steps. He determines them. We can plan what we want, but unless God wants us, wants it to happen, it's not going to. Right. Um Boy, we, we've got a few of them. I was looking at Isaiah 40. Uh, this is kind of for those who, who are working hard and not seeing the results maybe that they wanted. But uh, Isaiah 40, 29, it says, Even youths grow, grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's it's when we hope in the Lord that we find our strength. It's when we depend on ourselves that we get tired, worn out, and discouraged. I'm going still in Isaiah, Isaiah 30, verse 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And I think that's so true. Like, I love that. And resting is our salvation. And I think when I am anxious and feeling burdened, I can look back and see, oh, I am taking matters into my own hands and I am not trusting in God. And when I am resting in him, 
I do feel like there's strength there. I feel like it's not my own strength. I'm resting in his. And how much better off am I in that situation? And in Philippians uh, chapter 3, 7 through 14, uh, Paul just gets done bragging about all these things that people might say are good results, uh, especially if you're a Hebrew man in regard to the law, Pharisees, circumcised, eighth day, all these things. And he says in verse 7, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith. In Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. In verse 12, it says, Not that I've already attained all this or uh, already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took, Christ Jesus took hold of me. Um, one thing I do, he says, pressing on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Uh, anyone who's got like this resume worthy of, of breaking, one who actually had results uh, that was worthy of respect, it was Paul. And he says he puts it all down, all of the accolades and the trophies, because he wants not to follow uh, the, the path that's going to lead him toward success in the eyes of man, but he wants to be on the path that gives him success in the eyes of God. He wants to follow God's path and God's will for his life. Um, that's what he viewed as success, and I think that's what we should too. When, when we're looking for uh, results versus obedience, Paul picked obedience, uh, and I'd like to be like that as well. And going back to Paul in Acts 20, um, I know we kind of talked about this in the last podcast as well, but um, he is at the end of his missionary journey, or he's, he's feeling like he's at the end of his missionary journey. And he says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And I think that one kind of hits me because I think from a results standard, Paul's life ends not with a big celebration. And like, I mean, he was put to death for the name of Jesus. And I think by all of our earthly standards, we would say that that result was not positive. Right. Um, but saying, I consider my life worth nothing to me. He's not going for trophies and accolades. He's going for the spread of the good news of God's grace. And I, I would like for my life, at the end of my life, to say that, you know. But I think I look for the, oh, is this going to make me look bad? Is this going to make me, you know, like, are people going to think worse of me? And I think being obedient and faithful is what we want to be instead of getting the accolade from men. Right. I, I like that a lot. The complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. Um, and maybe that task does not yield results we thought it would. But but our, our, our job, our duty is to complete the task Jesus gives us. So that brings us into some practical advice. I think maybe the first thing that comes to my head, if, if we're to complete the task the Lord Jesus has given us, um, first, I think we need to find out what that task is. And I think we can start by looking into scripture and finding out uh, what the commands are 
that, that apply to all followers of Christ and then taking those commands found in Scripture and, and, and spending some time with Him and just trying to, trying to find out where is that calling in our lives and how we might apply those commands to our lives. And even I think that time in prayer can tell us where our motivation is coming from. Are we uh, motivated by human, uh, fleshly, like... Are we wanting an accolade or are we motivated by really what God wants us to do? I think the second thing we thought about was cultivating humility in our lives and just reminding ourselves all day long that we are not God. I think it's so easy to think, to try to take over God's job or his authority of our lives and it, it's not our job. So, and I need, I think we need to know we can't do anything without him right. and remind ourselves that. Right. Yeah. All, all we can do without him is sin and rebel against him. So anything that good is going to come out of our, our lives has to be from him in us, actually despite us. Uh, and that's something too, uh, going back to the checking our motivation. Um, I think that's something that if I'm being honest, um, something that motivates me is seeking praise. I, I want to receive the encouragement and the good jobs and the feedback. And when I don't get it, I think that uh, I, I consider that venture somehow um, a failure. Um, but uh, the, the practical advice we have here is that when we're praised, we need to turn that praise back to God for his glory. Again, knowing that whatever good is in us is because of God. And in the same way, anytime we're not praised or even further, we're criticized, then we're going to be more free and able to turn that back to God and let him um, take care of us when we're feeling picked on and, and suffering because we're doing the work that he gave us. We read a book to our kids um, that we found many years ago, actually, before we even had kids. But um, Max Lucado writes some good books for kids to kind of explain God's love. And You Are Special really stuck out to us. But that one, they talk about how they give... The good these wooden people Wemex stars and dot stickers, depending on how their performance is. And at the end, they say, like, your creator says your stickers only stick if you let them. And the more you trust your creator's love, the less those stickers stick on you. And I think we need to remember that as well. We need to be trusting our creator for our self-worth and not letting these earthly stickers stick on us. Um, the last thing we had was being faithful in the process. Um, every day, just turning back to God and knowing that he is in charge and we are not and doing the little things, staying within his will for our lives and then not getting hung up on the results. And I think we said that eventually is that's what sums up. That's what having faith means to do the little things, even though, even though we don't know what the result is going to be to do them anyway. And in Paul's case, <laughs> he knew the result was not going to be very good and he did it anyway. So I think being faithful to God's plan, no matter what we think the result is going to be. So when following Jesus gets tough and the results we wanted and expected aren't happening, let's respond with faith in Jesus Christ and continue to be obedient to his word. Or, when your ministry is thriving and the results are visible and even publicly acknowledged, let's respond with faith to Jesus Christ and continue to be obedient to his word. 
Regardless of our perception of how successful things are, let's choose to be steadfast in abiding in the vine, trusting Him to produce fruit that He chooses in the timing He chooses.